Welcome back to the final part of this morning's tip today. Time for gardening now and our horticulturalist Alton Nesbitt joins me on the line. Alton, good morning. Good morning, Alison. Good to talk to you this morning, Alton. I suppose the final preparations being made uh, for Christmas, a lot of lights going out. Is there anything you need to bear in mind when hanging lights outside and how it could affect maybe trees, plants or the lawn outside? Yeah, really with, with any any electrical plant or, or lighting or anything like that, always have a, um, a circuit breaker um, for that in cases that anybody cuts it with, with um, uh, clippers or anything like that. So uh, it's very important to have that uh, attached um, when you're plugging in any any lights. Now, it's very important as well to have them well secured. So, I mean, you have these kind of, um, for the gutters, you have these clips mm. that you can put on, onto the gutters that holds, holds the cable of the light um, uh, quite firmly on, onto the gutter so that you don't get any movement on it. But again, the whole thing with them is just having, having so that they're, that they're tidy and that you have um, uh, waterproofing seals, uh, containers for, for any, any plugs or anything like that, and always using a, a circuit breaker for any of that stuff as well. Okay. And it, like it's not going to affect hedging or trees or anything, is it? Not, not at all, um, because these are kind of, kind of low-voltage vo- um, uh, lighting and uh, there's no real heat that comes off them. So, I mean, it's always lovely to have, let's say, at either side of the doorway, you have these lovely kind of topiary, yeah. um, uh, uh, um, let's say, uh, pyramids or um, the ball type things, or, or the, the box or the U, uh, and they're lovely dressed with um, the fairy lights. Now, you can get, there's not a lot of Christmas lights that you can get that are battery operated as well, which are very, very safe. And then they can have timers on them, so you can have them on for, let's say, five hours uh, in the evening time. And then they'll switch off as well. So uh, they're, they're quite handy to have. Um, so the battery-operated uh, lights for either side of the doorway are, are quite effective. Yeah. And as nothing more welcoming, really, is to have lovely lighting, uh, soft lighting either around your patio area or on your, your lovely trees or shrubs just to give that lovely effect. Yeah, it's lovely. Uh, John sent in a Christmassy question for us. He said, I bought a holly tree about 10 years ago, cost €150. When I bought it, it was full of berries, but there's been no berries on it since. That was 10 years ago from John. Yeah, really, with with a lot of hollies, um, they're they're male and female. So really, uh, if you get a... We have lovely hollies here, almost like the lollipop stick ones. They're they're particularly nice. Um, And there's one called uh, uh, Ilex Golden King, which is actually the female uh, variety of holly. Um, and then it, what you would have to have with that or in close proximity is um, Ilex Silver Queen, which is the male um, uh, 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 holly. Yeah. So you really have to have kind of cross-pollination to have plenty of berries on it. Now, there are some varieties. There's one called J.C. Van Tal, which is a very dark green um, uh, holly, which is particularly nice. Not very prickly uh, leaf on it, but uh, it's, a, it's a nice holly. And that has male and female in, in, in one, one um, tree, which is quite, quite effective. But hollies, really, there have been an abundance of berries on the hollies this year, especially with, um, uh, with the, the, the wild holly that you often see, Ilus aquifolium. And that's particularly nice at the moment. With a, with, a, with a massive berries on it. But just to help with pollination, 
or uh, good berries on them, have have the male and the female in close proximity to each other. Uh, so the uh, Ilex Golden King or Ilex Silver Queen are quite good um, varieties to cross pollinate as well. And is it okay to have them in separate pots, or do they need to be planted in the ground together? Not, not at all. They can be they can be uh, twenty meters away okay. from each other, and uh, yeah, the, the bees and, and what whatnot will will cross pollinate uh, away with it. Now a lot of the the, the hollies will actually be coming into flower again, there'll be um, a second flush of berries on them um, at the moment. So you'll see, you'll see the lovely red ones, but then you see these little white stars starting to, to form on them at the moment. So that you'll have a second, second um, uh, cluster of, of berries later on. Okay. Uh, listener is wondering, can you give a name of a climbing or rambling rose to cover an unsightly building? Really? Um, a, a, well, a very good one uh, would be Kissgate. Um, and, and it's quite a rampant rose. Um, it, it's um, uh, Kishkesha would be, uh, uh, if you call, cover a big barn, there's a massive, massive flowers out of it uh, during the, the, the summer months. Um, and, and it's quite lovely, uh, lovely scent off it in the evening time as well. It also has lovely um, rose hits in, in the autumn time as well, which is particularly nice and very good to cover as well. But um, Kishkesha would be a very good variety. Um, uh, but it is quite rampant. You, you would really need a, quite a large building first uh, to, to, to cover because um, um, you can't have that now in a small garden because um, it, it will take over. If you go up to, let's say, uh, like, a, like 100, 120 foot and then that wide as well, so it's quite a, quite a vigorous rose. Okay. Uh, listener is wondering, is it too late to plant bulbs? Not at all. If you have bulbs, um, uh, if, you still, if you still can get them, um, you can plant away, especially any of the crocuses or the anemones, um, or even uh, there's a lovely thing called um, Pipta pendula, which is quite a nice one, um, uh, or even the uh, uh, freesias and things like that. And they're quite quite easy to, to, to sow now. Again, plant them twice the depth of the bulb and always put them in clusters of five as well so you get a good display of flowers. Now, there's lovely varieties, kind of the Zimborg, the water type varieties of, of daffodils and tulips and things like that, that are particularly good for the front of borders as well. So, the little, the little tete a tete daffodils or even the, the little um, red riding hood uh, tulips are particularly uh, effective to the front of borders. Okay. Uh, Tom is wondering can I use my home fire ash in the garden? Yes, it's very good. Um, it's, usually, if you're burning timber or anything like that, like, uh, it'd be a lot of potash in it. And that's very good for any of your fruit trees or fruit bushes as well. Um, and it's very, very important just to put adjusting that along the base of any of your trees or shrubs, just to give them a good um, uh, boost of, of, of potash. Um, it's, a, it's a good fertilizer to, to have. And, and again, it's always important to, to use stuff that you have, uh, um, especially any of the ash that you're burning. It's good to um, use that in the garden just to promote tension more flowers. The more, the more potash you have, the, the, the better flowers you get from your trees and shrubs. Okay, and even if you have little nuggets of coal maybe left, is that okay? Uh, coal, that should be fine. It, 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 that, it, 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 there's no problem with that at all. Again, see, any of your um, composting or anything like that, if you're doing that, uh, the leaf mould or any of your, your lawn clippings or even the, the hedge clippings as well, it's incorporate all of that. In together and mix it regularly so that there's plenty of raises and, and it breaks down into lovely rich compost and use that as a mulch on your beds and borders. Okay, uh, listeners wondering, uh, have off-colour foliage on my plants, what can I do to help them? With a lot of plants, especially things like um, uh, you know, like the camellias, uh, pears, first veins, 
um, uh, rhododendron, uh, even the azaleas and things like that, that are going, going pale in colour. Uh, it's usually a thing called a lack of iron. So it's very important to give them a good um, either seaweed-based feed or even sequestered iron. It's a liquid feed. And that actually greens them up quite quickly and makes them, revives them, really gives them really good, healthy, dark, shiny leaves on it. So I would, would feed with either uh, liquid seaweed or a thing called sequestered iron. just gives them really a good boost so you'll have good, healthy, healthy foliage on your plant. Okay. Lister is asking, how do I control insect pests on indoor plants? Really, the best thing really is to use um, these sticky traps. Um, um, they're little yellow traps that you can get and you put them on, onto your, your pot plant, um, especially for, for inside. And, and use, use that um, uh, so that you get any of your green fly or white fly that may be attacking your, your, your plants or even red spider might sometimes can get in. So uh, the sticky traps are probably the best thing. But we also have a, a Neurodop um, green fry and white fry spray, um, and that's quite a natural one uh, to use. But generally what I tend to do is take the plants outside, spray them, under, especially underneath the leaves from, from below upwards, and so as you get in underneath the leaves, often you find around your, your house plants a uh, very sticky substance, and that should be the kind of the waste from the, the green fry or white fry that may be ta- uh, sucking sap out of your, your plants. So it's to kind of remove all of that, clean the area where the plants have been, you know, get rid of any, any um, uh, let's just use jade sewage or something like that, just to clean, clean the area so that there's no um, eggs or, or um, bugs mm. um, harbouring in, in the glass panels or anything like that. And then um, that put your plants back in again um, after, after about three hours or so that, so, so that it absorbed into the foliage. Okay, I have time for one more, Alton. A listener is asking, could you recommend arrangement for pots outside of a church that will tolerate frost? Yeah, I, lo- I love this time of year and I love um, plants that are quite hardy and give a great display of colour, especially, let's say, even as outside of a, a church or anything like that, there's used the lovely topiary plants. And really, there's lovely, um, the box or the yew or even, like, the lovely taxis. So you can get them in kind of in spirals or pyramid shapes and put those in the centre of the containers and then dress um, the base of the containers then with lovely the ornamental tails, which is the lovely um, or, or ornamental cabbages, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, have lovely trailing ivy over, over the edge of it. There's lovely primulas, violas, pansies that can be put in for good colour as well. Yeah, I love a cyclamen as well this time of year because they're so delicate looking but they're so hardy. They're so hardy and even after the hard frost they'll actually bounce back really well. They really are particularly good and they're very vibrant colours yeah. as well. And even have things that are lovely, there's lovely um, bulbs that you can get, there's the lovely paper white or the hyacinth for just lovely scents to have it outside the doorway. So as, as, as the parishioners come in and um, they, can, they can get the lovely waft in the scent of, of those um, lovely spring bulbs. Lovely. Alton, thanks so much for your advice. Look forward to talking to you again next week. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks. That's Alton Nesbitt there, a horticulturalist with uh, gardening advice. Any questions we didn't get to today, we'll bring them forward to next week for Alton as well. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for all your calls and your texts. Thanks to Emma as well, who was on the phones today. Fran is back with you tomorrow morning from nine on tip today. Uh, Stephen is up next with a time tunnel. Oh, and then taking you through the afternoon. Until tomorrow, everyone, have a great day. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.